Hi, my name is Dale McCamish, and I'm here with the Backstory Podcast with Wilmington Church Christ. And sitting across from me, a very shy, uncomfortable, nervous Kaela Vicente. Kaela, you told me that you get nervous when you have face-to-face conversations. Tell me about that as I look directly <laughs> at you. <laughs> Having face-to-face conversations makes it easier to appear more vulnerable and makes it harder to hide the emotions you currently feel. And you don't like sharing. No. So this is to do a uh, to do an interview or to or to confess because you're getting ready to get baptized. So confess that you love Jesus and doing your baptism testimony. This is a huge step outside your comfort zone. Yes, that's very. what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm glad I get to help make you uncomfortable today. <laughs> uh, I hope hopefully it won't be hopefully it won't be too painful. So I, I'm just getting to know you. You've been coming to church for several months now. Um, I know uh, your brother a little bit better than you because I've spent more time with your brother, and he's helped serve around here. So, um, and he's the one that invited you to church, right? Yes. How? Tell me about when he first invited you to church. What happened? Uh, he ended up coming here because you know there was a situation, and Kathy and Kenny, you know, neighbors on yes. our street, invited him. And he came here for, I think, a couple of weeks before he invited me. I did not want to because I did not like public spaces. But at some point, I just relented, and I've been coming here ever since. Now, when you say you don't like public spaces, like lots of people around, and what else? I'm not a big fan of crowds or, like, being around people I don't know because the world is incredibly judgmental when okay. it's not supposed to be. So we... I would say we have kind of a large congregation, like lots of people around. And I feel like that's an understatement. <laughs> There's a lot of people here. And then you have come every week, and you have not stopped coming. So what has made you keep attending, even though that clearly has got to be stressing you a little bit? At some point in life, like in 2016, I believe, I denied Jesus because I was angry and upset. About many things, and only recently, within the last few months of 2023, I started opening my heart up to to him again. And, you know, there's a whole stereotype when it comes to Christians and churches. And I was really hesitant to step back into that, but I like the term, like, seeing as believing instead of just, like, believing what people say. Okay. What are some stereotypes that you would have— heard about Christians before you came to see and believe and see and, and check it out for yourself? There's The media likes to focus a lot on negative parts, and they show it a lot. And you see so many videos of Christians just being so judgmental and hateful towards people because they live a sinful life. But, you know, they don't realize that they're sinning at the same time because we're not called a judge. We're called to love. Okay. So what did you find out when you saw the masses of Christians here? Did you find that we were judgmental and hypocritical and all a bunch of evil people? <laughs> Honestly, no. I When I came in here, I was really nervous. I have nervous tics, and they was, like, out of control. Oh, mm-hmm. I remember meeting you that very first Sunday you came, and I don't remember any nervous tics, but yeah, I did— I did feel like you were really shy. That's the only impression I got from you. I didn't. I didn't see anything different or weird. I. I just thought, well, she's quiet and kind of shy. Was there something else going on? Well, <laughs> besides the nervous tics, I just like 
like being around people is like really overwhelming for me because you know like life sucks a lot sometimes Mm -hmm. so when i'm around people it's just like it's hard to you know like feel like you're in a bubble because like there's so many people around you and like you feel like your personal base is being invaded and like you feel vulnerable around them oh i probably did not help because i was like straight up in your (laughs) face hi i'm dale and shake my hand and uh, like it, it was something I wasn't used to, but I find the people here that incredibly welcoming, mm. which is like the reason why I kept coming. Because like at some point, I realized you guys were actually kind of cool, <laughs> and I really do like you and Jacob. I really like your teachings. So you know, seeing how nice and kind, and how much you guys just want to lead people to God has made me a lot more comfortable. Like, yeah, while I'm nervous now, it's like I'm okay with it because it's for something greater than what I am. That is an People need to hear that. I think a lot of people have the same types of feelings that you just described. So number one, there's a, there's a whole, there's a ton of people that get uncomfortable with with new people and crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a ton of people who think life is kind of sucky sometimes. <laughs> and there's a ton of people who think Christians are what they see on on media, like how mean-spirited people can be. Of course, there of course there are people who claim to follow Christ who are mean-spirited. There are really true Christians that have bad days, and of course that's when they're going to be on camera. And uh, mm-hmm. and then there are non-Christians that go through the same stuff. We got non-Christians that are mean-spirited or go through bad days or something. But I'm so thankful that you just shared that with me. I didn't know any of that, that uh, you're you're taking steps that are that are hard to take. You, you must be a lot braver than you realize and a lot more courageous than you realize if you're willing to put up with being so uncomfortable, but you keep showing up. And um, I'm so thankful Joe invited you. And he, he did tell us before you came that you were shy. Um, so he gave us a heads up, and I was like, I'm going to invade her personal space anyway. <laughs> uh, hopefully not in, not in too terrible way. So no. tell me what you've been finding out about God or what you've been learning. or or Because there's been a change. You're wanting to be baptized now. Yes. So tell me what's going on. What, what changed for you? Life, like, I've been, like, really apathetic for the longest time. Like, I've completely numbed myself to feelings. And I'm not quite sure when it happened, but within, you know, like the last few months of 2023, something happened and, you know, I think I saw like a Bible verse, like saw some sort of video quoting the Bible and it just like really resonated with me. It's, it was a, a verse, uh, I'm probably not going to get it completely right, but come to me, all you weary and heavy burden and I will give you rest. And I was like... Wow, I completely forgot all about that because it's been so long. So from then point on, I started like, you know, like exploring more and more and more, of course, with the help of my brother, Joseph. And at some point I started coming here and I started like learning learning more teachings from you guys. And it made me realize again just how forgiving and loving and gracious God is. And, you know, like we can sin and sin again and as long as we repent, he'll forgive us. You're blowing my mind right now. You're, you're <laughs> right on. You're right on. So that teaching of Jesus, come and I'll give you rest. Have you been able to find some rest for your soul in the last couple of months? I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. That's incredible. 
And um, and Joe, how was Joe helping in this situation? Because sometimes siblings, that's hard. Like brothers and sisters, they don't always get along. So <laughs> he, he's inviting you. Uh, you're say, you're giving him props. You're giving him credit. So how how was he discipling you during that period of time? Well, you know, like when someone's discipling you and you get their siblings, it's a bit different than what people would expect. He was very blunt and bold and was really like – out there is like, you got to come, you got to come. I'm going to keep passing you until you come. And I was like, leave me alone. <laughs> so I just came mostly to keep him, make him be quiet, but also because like, I was just curious. Oh, okay. And when, so you, you, I, now I want to ask you a question that you don't have to answer. So you can say, Hey, I'm uncomfortable talking about that. Or I don't want to answer that one. Um, you just said some things to me. You opened up, um, really bravely, and uh, you made yourself very vulnerable, you said, way back in 2016, you kind of gave up on God. And uh, would you mind, because other people feel that way too. I mean, you're not the only one that's ever that's ever happened to. Mm-hmm. But let's say, let's pretend for a second, someone's listening and they said, I know what that feels like. What led you to saying, I'm out on God? I, I don't want to have anything to do with him back in 2016. Can I ask that question? Yes. All right. Well, before 2016, like, I've always tried to hold on to it, like, despite no matter how hard life got. Like, obviously, I was a kid at that time. But, you know, even as a child, life can be really tough. But at 2016, my older sister died. Oh. But, and she was... How old was she? I believe she was, at the time, 31. And what was her name? Her name was Constance, but she went by Marie. Marie. Okay. Mm -hmm. And may I ask what happened to her? Well, she was a drug addict. She okay. was. And when she finally got better, her body, it was like too late. Oh, wow. And that's still hard today, I can tell. Still bringing up some emotions within you. So I I am just assuming that you still miss her. <laughs> and it's still hard to talk about her. And um, this, this space... Um, I, we've had people cry here before. Would you like a tissue? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll be okay. Okay. Uh, and you're making me tear up. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry you went through that. And who was with you to help support you through that very difficult situation when your sister died? Honestly, at that point, I just didn't want anybody around me. Mm. I started to isolate myself really bad. Okay. That's a normal reaction with grief, right? We, we, we don't want to be around anybody, and we isolate ourselves. And my understanding is like that is the worst recipe for healing that we can that <laughs> yeah. we can pursue. the The worst thing we can do is the thing we want. We want to be alone. We want to. We don't want anybody around us. And that's actually the unhealthiest step. Um, of course, I like to be alone and eat ice cream, which is unhealthy <laughs> as well. Uh, so you start isolating yourself. And then tell me about how that spiraled. It got to the point where I started developing non-safe habits, okay. like causing physical harm to myself in order to like feel something because I just numbed myself to the world. Mm. So it got really, really bad. Did you start cutting? Yes. You were a cutter. And are you st- do you still cut? No, there are still times where I do think about it. Okay. You know, it is like something I do struggle with, but it has gotten to be easier. 
every cutter that I've ever had a conversation with, um, something had to happen for them to actually come out of that unhealthy habit. What happened when, how did you stop? I kept a secret, but at some point, you know, my brother Joseph ended up seeing it. And at that point, you know, I started feeling, you know, like the guilt, the shame that comes along with it. Okay. So I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then I started developing other bad habits where I would just pick up my skin till it bled and gave myself bruises. So it really just, even though I stopped the one, I found other ways to Mm. make me feel better, even though it was just really just harming me. Mm. And and, then you, how did you come out of that situation? I think it was around the time when I read the verse and started to you know, like explore more when it, about the Bible. Mm. So your heavy burden was an unhealthy thing, and he slipped in that off of you? <laughs> Jesus is doing that? Yes. Tell me uh, how you started experiencing Jesus where he started bringing about change. Uh, what do you mean? I mean, you're saying he's lifting that off. He's starting to heal you. You're not doing that as much. You're still tempted, but he's giving you strength. So tell me. When did you start experiencing Jesus where he started making a difference in your life like that? I don't know if I'll be able to if I would be able to pinpoint the exact time. Okay. But I know there's progress because if I was here a few months ago, I would not be sitting here right now. Right. Well, yeah, when you first when you first came through the door, you like your eyes were real big and you were like real <laughs> real still like maybe if I don't move no one will see me. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, let's hug." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, this weirdo is so close." <laughs> uh so yeah, I can tell a huge difference um just in I mean, you always sit up front with your brother. You always are like paying attention to the sermons and then but like when it's over, you are out. <laughs> you're like, "Don't talk to me." <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is a huge difference. And even in the last couple of days when you've had conversation with me and we talked about you being baptized, we've had conversation like we've never had full on conversations like this before. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, something is changing. And so you, you can't pick, pinpoint the date. Can you pinpoint something that else is that's going on or something else that is stacking on top of that, that trust that you started putting in him? Like you said, OK, if you, if you say, come to me, I'm going to take away this burden. I'm going to give you rest. What else has he stacked onto that that has been helping you? I guess like the most turning point that also happened is what I told you about a few days ago. You know, you were teaching, what was it? A group it was a group teaching you do on Sunday evenings. Okay. And it was a run-hour prayer sheet. Oh. You taught my brother that, Joseph, and he, you know, showed it to me and told me, like, you should try it. And I did. And like the second time I tried it, the second day, I was at the part where you just try to listen to God and let him speak to you and connect everything that you have learned, saying and seen so far. And I kept seeing my own baptism here at this church in front of everybody. And I just kept thinking of the words like, nah, I believe what Jesus said in the Bible, if not now, when? Okay. So I was like, <laughs> like, you really want me to do it now? I was like, I don't really want to. But I knew like my anxiety would like stop me. So I decided to make a commitment and promise God that I would do it before the end of the January. And last thing I want to do is break my promise to him. So <laughs> here I am. 
All right, you're blowing my mind again. So let me make sure I'm understanding correctly. Uh, during the one-hour prayer prompts, mm-hmm. uh, one of the prompts is to sit and just listen to what God may He may speak to us, may not. He might He might uh, tie things together in our mind or or prompt us by the Holy Spirit. And you you had a specific picture in your mind that appeared. Was it and it was of you being baptized, mm-hmm. and that was during that time of of waiting and listening. Yes. Oh, that's incredible. Did that scare you when you had a vision from God? I mean, that sounds like a vision from the Lord. Um, I don't think Satan would tell you to do something that's right, right? <laughs> yeah. He, he's, uh, so did that scare you when you had that image come into your mind? My first initial reaction was confusion because it never happened before. I was like, okay. what's going on? But, you know, I just like had this like feeling. It was like a warm feeling inside of me. You knew it was God. Mm-hmm. And then... He's saying, and you felt him prompting you, like, now is the time. you got to do this. Mm-hmm. So what, what is baptism then? What, what do you think, what does that mean to you that you would be baptized? Fully committing, you know, my life to Jesus, you know, letting the world and the people here know that I am for him. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> baptism is that. Um, I would say yes, and that is true, and and there's more. But that's what a great start. I know Paul says that if we if we are buried with him in baptism, like he was buried, we'll be raised like he was raised. You know, mm-hmm. if we die to ourselves, we're going to be raised to live with him. So yeah, you're right on. This is a full on commitment. Who is going to baptize you? Uh, my brother Joseph. And why did you cho- choose him? And I, that's awesome. But why did you choose Joe? Well, he's the one that like has like really helped me, you know, journey through here, and uh, he helps try to make me as comfortable as possible in public areas like this. So I feel like it would he would be the best person to do it. Yeah, we we teach here that if somebody's leading somebody else to Christ, it it is just. Um, it just seems proper for that person to baptize them into Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they're doing the discipling, then that's part of discipling. Jesus says, you know, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey. What? Where are you learning how to obey Jesus? What's What's new on your uh, horizon or, or something new you've learned and you're like, oh, I got to obey that? Other than, yes, when he prompts you to do something, we need to obey fast. You're right on. <laughs> Is there something else? I will. I have bad memory, really bad memory. So, but I do remember bits and pieces of Leviticus, where I'm currently on. And what do you the, mean you're currently on Leviticus? I my brother got me a Bible. Okay. I can't remember when. I think it was like around July or something. And you're reading straight through from beginning to end. Oh, Leviticus is really hard. Good job. You've made it to the hard part. <laughs> Keep going. It does get easier and then it gets harder again and then gets easier. Mm-hmm. But Leviticus is hard. Good job. So you're in Leviticus and there's something in there you think you should obey? It's well, the page that I just read like last night it starts like listing some of the sins that people well know like adultery and homosexuality, like those type of things. So it's like, okay. when it comes to sin, like I obviously I'm a committer. I commit every single day, sometimes unknowingly. Sure. So being able to like read what the sins are helps me know more about which ones I need to obey. Okay. Or what to avoid, right? What? Well, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's great learning. Um, 
man, there, there, is, there is so much. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> yeah, reading the Scripture, it's going to change. Whenever I read the Scripture, it changes me from the inside out. And it sounds like that's what you're striving to do. You're trying to learn who God is, learn what He wants for your life, and you're being changed from the inside out. I, I, am, I am loving this. You, you're blowing my mind. Um, so you gave up on God. Now you're back pursuing Him. Mm-hmm. And now you are, this Sunday, going to like th- throw all in, all in commitment. Yes. And, and that process has already started. Mm-hmm. And then um, what comes after that in your mind? What comes after you throw in all commitment to Jesus? What do you think is next? No wrong answer. I'm just, I'm just saying, what do you mm-hmm. guess? Or maybe you know. Maybe there's something you know. Besides, like, committing more into reading the Bible and following the teachings that they have there and committing to coming to church every single Sunday. Okay. At some point, I do want to commit more to the church itself because you guys do help a lot of people in the community, and you do help lead a lot more people to God. Mm. And while I'm not 100% sure... Like, I'm not 100% confident in stepping into that yet. It is something I want to be a part of. That is awesome. Helping the community, helping people come to God. Well, you just nailed what the church is supposed to be. Yeah, (laughs) you're right on target. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard this before. Um, So I don't know. You you have a little bit of church background, a little bit of Bible background, and then there was a gap, and now you're back into reading the Word and coming to church and learning again. Did I... Am I getting this right? Yes. And so, uh, well, I don't know if you've heard this then. Um, the scripture is, this is really cool. He, the scripture says that every person in Jesus receives uh, the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gifts us in such a way that we can serve people and help lead people to, to Christ. So uh, you, you are guaranteed that there is some way, somehow, that God is going to empower you and give you a gift, a spiritual gift, to serve in such a way to, to lead people to Christ. So I don't know what that is, and, and that's some of the fun is we get to try different ministries out and different things that pique your interest and different things that you, you try are hard or different change, things you try that are easy, and, and one of those is going to stick in you and be like, this is my calling. I can't wait to do this more. Not that God doesn't ever call us to do something hard or outside of our comfort zone, right? Yeah. Sure, uh, but he, but um, he, will, he will give you a spiritual gift to, to serve in a, a beautiful way, and I can't, I can't wait to see how he's going to use, use you. And, and and you be a part of this congregation and this community. I'm so excited. And then ultimately, yeah, one, you know, Joseph, you call him Joseph, I call him Joe. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to baptize you, and then ultimately you're going to lead somebody to Christ, and you get to baptize them. Uh, that would be pretty incredible. Shy Kayla <laughs> in the baptistry in front of everyone saying, I baptize you now. Who, I wonder who that's going to be, that you're going to lead to Jesus and baptize them. Who knows? Does that make you nervous? I feel like once I get to that point, I'll be a lot more confident. Uh, well, it could happen any day because already you're you're a couple of steps ahead of somebody who doesn't know Jesus, mm-hmm. right? So God might have you lead to somebody to Jesus tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, I can't wait. Uh, what what advice? Before we get to that, that's kind of like the last thing in these interviews. I ask for what advice would you give somebody that's considering church or considering Jesus? Um, before we get to that, uh, I just want to say thank you for sharing. Uh, you told me you were nervous before you sat down, and I just giggle. And the reason why I giggle is because I just found out that you are a sarcastic prankster, <laughs> and you will try to trick me. Yes. <laughs> and you just tried right before we did this interview, <laughs> and I love that about you. And uh, 
So uh, that made me not feel bad when you said you were nervous and you had to sit down. Um, what advice would you would you give to somebody who is thinking about giving their life to Jesus or coming to church and trying out for the first? What, what advice would you give to somebody who's considering it? They were saying like, if not now, when? Mm. That I believe Jesus said in one of the verses. I'm not quite sure. Okay. And like, procrastinating is not going to do you any good. At some point, you just got to take a leap of faith and just leave it all to God because he is there with you every step of the way. Mm. Right on. I, I think even I think even Christians need to hear that. Stop <laughs> procrastinating. Do it. Be with God. Yeah. Okay. Good. And uh, is there anything else you want to share? Not that I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, so uh, if, we're, if we're just capping this off, you are now in love with Jesus like you've never been before, mm-hmm. and you're ready to be all in with him. Yes. You want to say it to me? You want to tell me? I am back in love with Jesus, and I am ready to commit all in with him. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing, Kaila, and uh, I'm saying that right, right? Yes. Thank you for sharing, and uh, I can't wait to see who is impacted by this interview because somebody out there has the same, going through the same thing, especially uh, there are people that uh, go through cutting like that. And they're going to hear that and they're going to be like, you mean there is somebody out there that can help me? And it's going to be Jesus. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't wait to see what impact it's going to have. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome.